Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along. It's kind of snowing, kind of raining out there right now, isn't it? It's the wintry mix that we've been expecting. Kath, good the, to- the sky is also super dark oh, right here in Green Tree Parkway it? Center. Super dark. It looks Very like there's a good. giant storm coming. However, you just give me some. You just made my day. <laughs> you know, you it's made not my often day. that you, you say that to me when I tell no, you no. things. Usually, it's like, oh. <laughs> well, you just made my day. Please tell our audience. Yeah, uh, daylight savings time is this Sunday morning. I can't believe it. It's spring ahead. It is spring ahead this Saturday night. It's really early. Can you believe that? I love it so much. I, I, Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Here comes the sun. Okay. Um, however, once I realized that it was this Sunday, I decided mm. to do a little bit of research yep. and see what kind of effects that that has on the human body, on you know what happens in the workplace, sure. on mood, You know, because I need to know what I can expect when I come in and see you on Monday. <laughs> I'll be my usual bright and yeah, shiny self. right. What are you kidding me? Am I not bright okay. and shiny on a regular um, basis? No. Okay, there's no getting what? around the fact, experts say, that you are going to feel like a zombie for a few days. I'm reading oh, from the I'm reading from the website Bustle. What is Bustle? I don't really know, but I ended up on it today. Okay. Okay. Uh, Colin Espy, who's the co-founder of digital health company Big Health and professor of sleep medicine at Oxford. That's nice, Professor that's, that's a nice medicine. title. Says your body uh, will adjust in a few days. Okay. But he says, if you think that losing an hour of sleep is no biggie, think again. In general, losing an hour in the spring is much more difficult to adjust to than gaining an hour in the fall. Sure. Okay. So people who regularly get six or less hours of sleep at night will have a tougher time than those who get eight or nine. This is a quote from this gentleman. Uh, What's his name? Colin Espy. In this situation, you may well experience the decrements of performance, concentration, and memory common to sleep-deprived individuals Hmm. as well as fatigue and daytime sleepiness. You know what? I'm at the age now where I keep on – oh, God bless you. I keep on waking up like at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. So adding this layer of daylight savings times, it's not going to mess me up any more than I already am. Okay. Okay, so. That's a good way to look at it. So you're already so screwed up that it's not like anything. At least I'll have some sunlight when we leave here at the end of the show. I've also been on the website uh, National Sleep Foundation. Holy It was a big afternoon for me. It truly was. Okay. need my pillow. This is what they they said. There will be consequences for losing an hour of sleep, not just on Sunday, but on Monday, when we are together, the three of us, and you're yawning right now, oh, Mike. Oh, great, Mike. Sorry to keep you up. Are you ready for what the, the consequences are going to be? Sure. This is what the National Sleep Foundation predicts. The Monday after shifting to daylight saving time, employees spend more time than normal cyber loafing. Cyber loafing. Which means surfing the web for content unrelated to their work. <laughs> Cyber loafing. The surfing results in potentially massive productivity losses, the study concluded. Huh. So Monday's just a bad day. Monday maybe should just that should be the national holiday. It should be. The day after the Super Bowl and that Monday. Yeah. Why don't we just skip this whole daylight savings time Wait, thing? Another thing. Anyway. Workplace injuries. Oh, because people are fatigued. An analysis of I know this is not our industry, but this is an analysis of mining industry injuries. Okay, 1983 to 2006 revealed that on the Monday after the time change, workers sustained more workplace injuries and their injuries were more severe compared with other days. (laughs) 
Like what kind of injuries? No, wait. Well, it doesn't say. I don't. I wasn't on the website of mining industry injuries, but I can say in addition that when we're tired, we don't always make the best decisions or maintain self control. Researchers say, mm. which can affect your bottom line beyond boosting spending on coffee. So. Again, from the National Sleep Foundation, they say here are some tips for you, John Hall, oh, New Mike. Heck. Are you ready? Please recognize what you're going to have to do On next Monday. week. Fine. For starters, you guys, don't make big spending or life choices on Monday, okay? Okay. Yeah. You feel good about that, Mike? Mike's going to buy a house on Monday. Okay. I wish. Um, would you also play close attention to your light exposure? It'll be brighter outside at bedtime now. So things will be different. So you're going to have to – you want to soak up some vitamin D during the day. What? Are we looking like for the northern lights or something? I'm it's just, like 7 o'clock. Listen, I'm just saying what I'm, – I'm reading to you what the National Sleep Foundation says. What time do you go to bed at night? What time should I go to bed or what, what time? time do you? About 12.30. 12.30? Oh, my Whoa. goodness. What time do you go to bed, Mike? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to bed around like 10.30. That's me. That's me. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. Yeah, I should 12 do that. 12.30? Yeah. It's not good. No, that's shit. I get sale. really, I get really productive and excited oh, about that's things, good, yeah. like around ten thirty. Yeah. It's bad. Is, are you the only one who's up? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Maybe course, I think I you know. Like I always like well. you know. I know private it's kind time. of my time. Okay. The other thing is that you should be sure to shut your shades at bedtime, in addition to shutting off your screens at bedtime. Okay, because the blueness of the screen we've read disrupts sure. our sleep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you should think about doing a proactive nap. This is what too does that much. Mean? Just to go store to up. Listen, listen. Proactive catch nap. up on your sleep before the weekend. It says, go to bed at your usual time after the time change. Get up at your usual time regularly, and then get some sunlight soon after awakening. Go outside for a walk in the morning. Okay. We can't do that in America. Listen, and also avoid caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol for several hours before bedtime. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, people over a certain age, this is not going to mess with you because you're already messed up. Your sleep your sleep schedules are already you know not only that with a certain anyway. age is if you have a kid too if you have a oh, baby oh there's Mike on the other end I mean that's mm-hmm, that's for mm-hmm. sure what it is yeah. so all of my research on what you should do based on the fact that we just discovered today that we were going to be setting our clocks that none of you care about my research no it's fine Sorry. good job hey you know uh, speaking of babies yeah. this is what I take from it we've got a baby in the pipeline here at Word FM. We do. There's a baby on the way. Yes, sir. Yes. It's a baby Pinar, which is going to be coming in May. Mm -hmm. Mid-May, yeah. Yes. And we also have a departure here at the station. Yes, we do. I'm much more excited about the baby coming than I am about the departure because our our dearest receptionist, Bernie Lee, who we love more than life. Oh, yes. Is going to be leaving us. And I refuse to acknowledge the, the truth of it. I've been counting down the days. And today, Bernie's out there at the reception desk resplendent. In red. Look at her. Matching the roses. That she's she's a lot good. happier to leave than we are to have her go. She have is. you noticed she that? She's a little bright and like, sunny out we're there. We're so sad and like uh-huh. we're getting all teary and everything. And she's like, good riddance. Yeah. See ya. I saw her going through her like, Christmas box. She has like, all these decorations. They're all happy and giggly tomorrow. Coming up in our 5 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking about the song and the film I Can Only Imagine. We have two great interviews to share with you. One is with Bart Millard, who is the lead singer of Mercy Me. He wrote the song I Can Only Imagine. Also, the director of the new film that's premiering next Friday, March 16th. We also want to hear from you. We're going to open up the phone lines. Do you have anything that you want to share about the song? How has the song I Can Only Imagine impacted you? That's our 5 o'clock hour. All right, take a break. Come back. Look, the mic's in there. Uh, New mic's yawning already. He's taking a proactive nap. Uh huh. Okay, we're going to talk about teens next. Why is it so hard to get a teen to talk? Is this the bane of your existence? Stay with us. 
101.5 WORD. Here's what's happening today on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Focus on reconciliation, not resolution. Focus on reconciliation, not resolution. There's a big difference here. Reconciliation means reestablishing the relationship. Resolution means resolving every issue. We no longer have any disagreement. We no longer have any problems. That second one isn't going to happen. Because some things you're never going to agree on. Daily Hope with Rick Warren. Tomorrow morning at 11 on 101.5 WORD. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Learn more at brainbalance.com or call 724-390-9012 today. So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham. A reading specialist. I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through 8th grade in the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. For over 35 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. If you are a, a parent of a child, preteen, well, God bless you. Because my guess is, like a lot of us who's had preteen children, lovely conversations, lots of fun, wonderful exchanges, vibrancy. And then your teenagers, especially boys, reach a certain age, and it's like somebody flicks a switch. And all information, all conversation, all, all that, the things that we used to thrive on, 
disappear, depart. And from my case, and I think most people's, seemingly it will never return. You're in a long, dark valley of what is going on in that boy's life or that girl's life. I wonder about that often. So Anna Mead Harris is with us. Anna Mead's a, a single mom of three almost grown sons. She's the Rooted Blog parent editor, the pre-ministerial scholars coordinator at Samford University, the author of Fresh Faith, Topical Devotions and Scripture-Based Prayers for College Students. She blogs at SoLove.com. Uh, wrote an article which struck to the heart of me, Why is it so hard to get a teen to talk? Anna, that's the question for the ages, is it not? Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Anna, we want to talk about the uh, the conversation that you detailed for us online with your oldest son. Now, I, I need to start out by saying that this conversation, which ended up to be so good between you and him, actually happened in real time on Google Docs while you were sitting on the same couch. Is this true? It, it, that's exactly how we got going with it. Um, he and I were talking about this topic, and he was fumbling for words, and I was struggling with how to frame the questions, and just by sheer inspiration, we sat down and did it this way, and honestly, once we started talking this way, it probably took 20 minutes for the whole conversation to happen. So, wow. so then let's talk about this. You wrote to your son this question, why is it so hard for parents to get their teens to talk to them? And then your son said what? Uh, did you talk to your parents when you were a kid? <laughs> Was his immediate response. And, uh, very astute. To be honest, probably not. You know, mm. I don't necessarily remember it that way. Uh, and I was a girl, obviously, but I probably didn't talk to them as much as I want my sons to talk to me. Uh-huh. So, in fairness, I've probably misremembered that a little bit. Okay. Um, and then I think also, as with this conversation in, in real time, sometimes it's hard to know how to get started. How do you get to those things you really want to know? Um, because a lot of times you can't just dive in the deep end and get them to open up their hearts right away. And so I think it's important to kind of wade in. And um, I think what was helpful to me that Max said is, is starting with something like, um, he used the example of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Starting with something neutral that you know that they're interested in yeah. um, can really, it just takes the pressure off. And and then letting a lot of conversations sort of not go deeper. Um, you know, talk about the Green Bay Packers and end with the Green Bay Packers, you know, so that every conversation doesn't have to be a big, big, heavy, meaningful. Um, I think that if you have more of those sort of just Fluff. talking about what they're interested in, they are more likely to go deep sometimes. Right. Now, tell us the kinds of things that you wanted to talk to your son about. Like, what kinds of things did you want to know? Well, I wanted to know why he was in a bad mood, or um, if he and his girlfriend were on the outs, or if he was, you know, what he was thinking about college, or how he felt about you know, the football game he just played. Um, You know, I wanted to know what he was thinking and how he was feeling about the events that I could see externally but couldn't get to what was going on about those things internally. Right. 
Now, that's exactly it. When you're, when you're recounting that list, Anna, I'm thinking, yes, that's exactly what I want to know from my teenage sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, how do you get there, right? Um, so uh, in some ways, um, I, and I don't know if this was you, I, 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 again, in general generalizations, I'm always kind of thinking, I'm on the outside looking in. And I would like to peel that back, but I get sort of like anxious because I don't know or disconcerted because I am on the outs Mm -hmm. or angry because I am on the outs. I'm sort of fighting my own emotions until I can even get in front of his emotions, which really doesn't prepare me to be in front of his emotions. I think that's a really good point. And for me, as a single mom, I was particularly worried that if I wasn't hearing what was going on inside them, then no one was. Um, and, uh, so my desire to connect sort of translated into anxiety and the more anxious I am with my kids, the less likely they are to talk to me. One friend gave me great advice years ago, keep it playful. And to the extent that you can't be anxious and playful at the same time. And, um, you know, you can't relax and be anxious at the same time. And for me, the, the verse in Philippians that says that uh, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you or in my child will complete it. Mm. And I would sit there and rehearse that in my head over and over again, sometimes with my kids, saying, God has my child. And that helps me relax, and then I can be playful, or I can have fun, or I cannot take it personally when they shut me down. Mm, that's good. Tell us what Mac says or how he responds when he walks in the door after school or after practice or whatever he's doing and you say hey how was your day (laughs) good (laughs) yes exactly good and then he plops his stuff down and disappears gets ice cream and goes to his room and that's that's it and you know i'm just can't wait to know how he feels about everything and i think um it's also important to know each child individually For example, my third child, he will come and sit right down and tell me a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, being available to listen is another thing to be conscious of. You know, I need to be sure that I can set aside a few minutes for him every time when he walks in the door because he's ready to talk. And so meeting each child individually where they are is another skill. And for Mac, I had to let him process for a while before he wanted to say anything to me. So, Anna, because you had success with this Google Docs conversation, I'm supposing that you're going to go back to this again. Well, honestly, it's funny you should say that. Uh, I've been working today on some other questions that uh, parents would like to know about their teens, and hopefully I can um, do this Google Docs thing again with him or one of my other boys and get some more answers for us from the other side. Now, Anna, that's interesting because I think that our first reaction is that technology is bad. And that's the thing that's getting in, in the way of our communication anyway. But you're saying, look, let's use the tools that are available to us. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And honestly, with I have two sons in college. Technology has been great because texting, I can just sort of tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, and they can say, hey, back, and it doesn't have to be anything big and heavy. Um, But then they're more ready to talk Mm -hmm. if I haven't, you know, had to have a lot of long phone conversations. They are ready to talk when we do have a phone conversation. So those two boys are in college. Are they away at college or are they still close by? 
Oh, they're, they're several states away, both okay. of them. Now, they're an hour apart from each other, but they're far from me. So then the, that process that you, you're going through with Mac, obviously you've had some sort of measure of that same same pattern with your other two sons and Mac sees that and now all of a sudden you know next year whenever Mac leaves you're going to be an empty nester and trying to or wait no Mac's your oldest one right Mac is the oldest one but oh, yes. yes I will I will be an empty nester next um, year uh, in two years okay. In two years. okay so your other two boys though you said your younger son is willing to talk all the time um, have have you I don't know how else to say it. Like, do you feel like you're getting better at this since Mac was your oldest and you kind of practice <laughs> on him? Are you better communicated with the other two kids? I I sure hope so. I'm so much more comfortable knowing that this this teenage uh, silence it dissipates over time, I hope and so. yeah. we have such a better connect. It was never bad. But it was just kind of distant, and um, it, it, we have such a better connection now, my college boys and I. Yeah. Um, ben has always been more forthcoming. That's his personality. That's my youngest. Hey, that's his personality, and I may be better at it, but I may just be enjoying a, uh, a more talkative child, too. Good. I mean, I know this is an age-old malady, right? But it still surprised me, and I still struggle with it not being a personal thing, because, like I said, when you first came and joined us, Anna, it, it felt as though someone flipped the switch, and my boy was gone. The boy that I loved, and I knew, that I talked to, and played with, and hung out, and we did all kind of fun things together. All of a sudden, that was gone, and I was like, what have I done? I mean, it's... So, I, 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 at least having... A, other conversations with other parents and thinking, okay, I'm not alone in this. This is not about me. This is not going to be a cataclysmic end of relationship forever. It's just right. a phase like everything else. And eventually we'll come back and establish new relationships as adults. I think they need to separate themselves. Sure. And then they come back and it's actually better if we can let them go a little bit. They're much more willing and eager to come back and be connected. Mm-hmm. If we have been comfortable letting them go. And the only way, like I said, I can get comfortable with that is knowing that God still has them. Well, I'll tell you, we just appreciate you sharing this. I just, I like the fact that you weren't writing an article and kind of preaching a sermon. You were actually just demonstrating how the conversation went. And kind of by the end, you guys can all draw your own crazy conclusions because you've got your own things with your own kids. I, I like that a lot. Well, thank you. Um, it was actually a lot of fun to sit there and do that with him. We enjoyed it. Outstanding. Anna Mead Harris, uh, she blogs, really a great blog, So Love, which is S-O-W hyphen love dot org. We'll take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk uh, from Grove City College in just a little bit about f- sportsmanship and faith in athletics. Grove City College. Traffic. It is what it is. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. There he was on the radio again. Kurt Knodek. Yeah, retire sooner. So I called Kurt. We just talked about life family it felt right then come to find out kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as i thought now the only thing i'm missing is 
the traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Solutions Group, Inc. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about 5 foot 11 with curly hair and a moustache. I see. Mute is the latest in snoring technology from Australia that may be the solution to your 5 foot 11 snoring problem, letting you finally get a good night's sleep. Snoring is not normal and happens when we breathe through our mouth instead of our nose. Mute is a comfortable nasal dilator that sits inside the nose and supports the airway, allowing snorers to breathe more easily through their nose and keep their mouth closed during sleep. Trials show that 75% of couples are able to enjoy a good night's sleep together when their partner uses Mute. Mute is effective, easy to use and may just be your answer to a good night's sleep. Mute is available at Walgreens, GNC and your local drugstore. Find your nearest store at MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. Amazing song. You know, I've never told anybody my story. From Irwin Brothers Entertainment comes I Can Only Imagine. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. On March 16th, discover the untold story behind the beloved song that inspired millions. My dad was a monster, and I saw God transform him, so I wrote this song for my dad. I Can Only Imagine. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 16th. Go to ICanOnlyImagine.com There's a girl in El Salvador who dreams of becoming an engineer. There's an elder in Uganda who dreams of having a community to call his own. No two dreams are the same. Help one person achieve theirs at Unbound.org Mostly cloudy and cold tonight with a snow shower around the area, the low 23 degrees. Cloudy, brisk, and colder tomorrow with a couple of snow showers. High 33 will stay brisk tomorrow night with occasional snow, leaving 1 to 3 inches of accumulation, the low 28th, and still brisk for Friday with another snow shower, high 37 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. We've got some seriously, seriously bad weather Not hitting us. hitting the northeast. Hitting the northeast. This east coast storm is something else. So well, it sounds like new. I don't know exactly where this nor'easter. They weren't calling it a nor'easter yesterday, but it looks like they are calling it that now. But they're they're saying that it could bring up to a foot of snow into New York City. Whoa. And two feet of snow into portions of New England. No kidding. Yeah. We're not going to get hardly anything, right? No. Well, I mean, what we've got going, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this from my unofficial you know, post. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm just looking out the window at Seven honest. Parkway Center. We have a, a little I, wintry mix going on out there right now, but okay. certainly nothing like what they're going to get in New York. Partly cloudy. I mean, can you well, imagine, when you lived in New York City, did you ever have a big snowstorm that you remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, is it crazy? It's the absolute worst. It's the worst. It paralyzes the city, first of all. It's shut down. The city, you know, like a foot of snow, yeah, that's happened. The city just shuts down because they're never prepared for it. The, you know, the public works department is not, not a quality, you know, equipped to get rid of that mountain of snow. And then the streets, walking the streets, it's like gigantic mountains of slush. 
like pools, rivers at all the intersections. And of course, some of the people, you know, shovel the walks. Some people don't shovel the walks. Mm -hmm. Cars are stuck in, it's mountains of snow everywhere. It's an absolute mess. Truly it is. Well, they're going to be in an absolute mess. This weekend, it looks like. I'm so sorry for them. Yeah, so I'm looking at satellite coverage of the uh, past 12 hours, and you can see the storm coming up, you know, across the uh, Atlantic, right at the uh, on the coast of Maryland and uh, New Jersey. So this is like Chesapeake. My brother lives in Virginia. You know, he's talking about getting snow there. Yeah, Boston, of course, up the coast, Maine, all the way up. Right. We somehow. I was talking to my brother-in-law, who's in South Dakota. He said they got pummeled. He said, "Oh, it's coming your way." Well, that was three days ago. Yeah. It's well, not we're getting. Come our way. I'm again looking at the live satellite coverage, and yeah. I see that there's a little bit of weather that's that's been passing through, you know, over the last twelve hours. I was up and driving this morning around six o'clock. Yeah. And the roads were pretty tricky at six o'clock. Were they? Yeah. They were. Slick. They were slippery. Yeah. They were, and and it was like it was kind of a mixture of snow and sleet. At least in my neighborhood at mm. that time, and so it was, you know, little little round, pellets. You know, little pellets that mm-hmm. were all over the car. So anyway, well, I, I would say go out and get your toilet paper and your milk nah. so that you can. No, I'm kidding. I you don't have it's to daylight do that. savings time. I mean, uh, spring's going to be here before you know it. I feel really, really, really excited about it all. Good. I mean, just because daylight savings time is going to be here, that's you know that has nothing to do with the weather. I mean, it's not going to change anything. It's like the it's like the red robin of spring. Here it is. Is that right? To me, that's. I'm just putting it okay. out there. I'm being positive. Mike's right. shaking his head. All right. Uh, I'm the one who's all bummed. Hey, out. I wanted to bring this up to you. Um, celebrity birthdays. Uh, Brian Cranston, uh, oh. his birthday's today, star of Breaking Bad, which is a uh, show I know that you were heavily invested in. I was. Yeah. Mike, did you watch Breaking Bad? No, oh, no, I can't hear. We can't hear you, Mike. That, we're preparing for a no. We I wanted to hear. No, sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, for all that, for absolutely nothing. No. <laughs> I, saw, I saw two episodes. And I I just couldn't get into it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's all right. Don't apologize. Sorry. I never two watched episodes. it either. But uh, two? two. Okay. Wait, now you're looking down on Mike because he only watched two episodes. I am. I mean, you have to go a little deeper than two episodes. Okay. So Brian Cranston's birthday is today. Plus, um, he's a Broadway star. I would say Brian Cranston is 62. Why do I play this game with him? Why? He's so. It's exactly right. Yeah. Nice. 62. Brian Cranston. He's I do. so good. Yeah. Oh good. Gosh. Yeah, you know what I'm good at. It's more fun when you're bad. I'm at good things. at identifying and naming old things. I think you just cheated and looked at her. Paper. I did not cheat. No way. It's also National Cereal Day. We're going to talk about that. I had some cereal this morning. A little bowl of um, honey bunch of oats. Listen, we're supposed to talk about it at the top of five o'clock. We're not talking about it now. Yeah, shut up, John. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's a little rough. I was just enjoying a cereal oh, moment. It's daylight savings. Holy okay, smokes. we're not making friends here. The mice all cranky in there. Okay. Let's stick around, I guess, and more of that. 101.5 WORD, partnering with Food for the Poor. We visited a woman who lived right at the edge of despair. Angel Aloma, Executive Director of Food for the Poor. Her older children, Jessica and Alex, go to that dump every day to see if they can find a little bit of food of any type or if they can find a piece of plastic or a piece of metal that they can sell to the recyclers so that they can have something to eat. You can bring hope into her world by helping Food for the Poor provide food for her family. 
Call now, 855-828-HOPE, or give online at wordfm.com. Individual results may vary. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain Balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices, is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely completely changed our lives. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Imagine not eating for days and not knowing when or if you'll ever eat again. That's the grim reality for poor families in Haiti. Odette doesn't know when she'll be able to feed her family again. She and her husband, Jerome, care for their two grandchildren after the death of their daughter. But because of their age and poor health, it's hard to find work. Odette knows that her grandchildren aren't getting enough to eat, but she has no way to find or buy food. Poor families like Odette's suffer with no hope. They have no idea how they will survive. But you can help. Today, you can provide food every day for the next year and a lifetime supply of clean, safe water through Food for the Poor. For just $50, you can ensure that Odette's grandchildren get the food and safe water they need to survive. Would you allow God to use you to save the lives of suffering children in Haiti and Guatemala? Make your life-saving gift now by calling 855-828-HOPE, 855-828-4673. 855-828-4673. You can also give by clicking the Give Life banner at wordfm.com. 855-828-4673. Express Employment Professionals Pittsburgh West presents the world-renowned Express Clydesdales. Witness the majesty of these gentle giants up close and free of charge. Thursday, March 15th from 11 to 2 at the Children's Home of Pittsburgh on Penn Avenue. And Friday, March 16th from 4 to 7 at Donaldson Park, North Fayette Township, where all welcome donations will go to support our local military. Details on these free events, including carriage rides and kids' activities, at expresspros.com slash Pittsburgh West. Amazing song. You know, I've never told anybody my story. From Irwin Brothers Entertainment comes I Can Only Imagine. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. On March 16th, discover the untold story behind the beloved song that inspired millions. My dad was a monster, and I saw God transform him, so I wrote this song for my dad. I Can Only Imagine. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters March 16th. Go to ICanOnlyImagine.com. Hey, welcome back. Happy to be with us here today. Andrew DiDonato is with us. Andrew's the head football coach, assistant professor of exercise science at Grove City College. Now, uh, fair warning, both Kath and I have children at Grove City College. Neither of whom play football. No, no. <laughs> Although you do have a daughter who is in athletics. I do have a daughter who's a swimmer. Yes. Andrew, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Uh, it's a blessing to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Andrew, happy to welcome you to the show for the first time. So, Andrew, talk to us about what you do. What is um, what is a professor of exercise science? What are you working on with the students up there? Yeah, so I teach a few classes in the exercise science department. 
Uh, we have a number of our athletics faculty that either teach on the physical education side or the exercise science side. So I mainly work with uh, personal training, exercise prescriptions, but it's neat the way the Lord works. When I was coaching high school football, I spent three years in medical sales, and so I really teach a sales-oriented course as well for the exercise science students. So That's cool. along with being the head football coach, it's it's a blessing to have the opportunity to uh, – to do that as well. Outstanding. So Andrew, talk to us about yourself. Tell us, you know, your, your story, your faith story, your sports story, how those two came together, you know, starting out as a young man and you wind yourself up here as the head coach of football at Grove City College. Yeah, my, my dad's a minister. He's actually the pastor at the Meadows Racetrack in Washington, PA. And my older brother's a ministry as well. He's a pastor at the South Hills Bible Chapel in Wilkinsburg. And he went to oh, Grove nice. City and played football there. So he had a great experience, and I ended up following in his footsteps and ended up playing football at Grove City as well. And I was really feeling a call to ministry, and it's actually, I, I heard a quote from Billy Graham when I was in college, and he was interviewed one day and was asked, Billy, if you weren't an evangelist, what would you be doing? And he answered by saying, I would be a coach. And then he made the famous statement that FCA uses frequently. He said, a coach will impact more young people in one season than mm-hmm. most people will in a lifetime. And that really hit home to me, and I really started feeling a tug in my heart that I was being called to coach, and opportunities came to coach at the college level and then at the high school level, and then ultimately I talked with President McNulty, who I know has been on the show frequently, and uh, the opening came at Grove City and was blessed to uh, come back to, to Grove City, where my wife went as well, and come back up here and get to serve. So what about the students that you're working with? Um, you know, Andrew, this isn't a Division One school, so it's not like you are, you know, working on, you know, Alabama's football staff or, you know, Clemson's football staff. So it's a different type of approach. And, of, of course, coaching has to be somewhat different. Can you talk about how you see college coaching in the NCAA? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think a good thing for Division Three athletics is, and I believe our calling at Grove City is to develop the, the whole person. We call it whole person development in our football program, really based off the great commandment when Christ said that we're called to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So with the football program, our vision statement reads, to glorify God in the pursuit of earning a degree, building lasting relationships, and competing for PAC championships. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have the spiritual, social, mental, and physical, and I believe for Division Three athletics and football, it's teaching our young men, you know, we're going to glorify God in how we're pursuing our degree in the classroom, how we're building relationships in the dorm room, how we're competing on the football field. You know, our ultimate aim is to teach how do we bring Christ to each of those arenas right. so that ultimately he's getting the glory. And, uh, you know, so for Division Three athletics, they're not being paid to play. They're obviously there for the love of the game. And, you know, it's we, we use... Uh, just a little slogan, 440 forever, because we're reminded football is going to last four years, their degree the next 40, their fate's going to impact eternity forever. Right. And especially at Division Three, we have to keep that perspective. Oh, that's great. I that love that. Great. I love that. And, and you know, I think that what Billy Graham said is absolutely right. There's n- There are few people who can impact a student like a coach. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I heard a, a coach speak. Uh, recently, and, and he had titled it the unparalleled position of a coach. Nice. It's just the nature of so many young people are involved in athletics, involved in sports, and it's an amazing platform we have to utilize sports to 
uh, not only teach character and sportsmanship, but ultimately to point young people to, uh, to to Christ and ultimately what it means to glorify God and utilizing the gifts that he has given you. Nice. So, Andrew, what's that like? Paint that picture, because there you are. You know, you're a Christian. You're surrounded with young Christian athletes. But then on a Saturday afternoon in the heat of the battle and you want that win, right? Everyone's clawing. Everyone's, you know, gutting forward. And I'm sure for, you know, there are moments where... Somehow there's that, you know, it, the struggle between sport and Christendom that come to a head either on the sidelines or on the field itself. Yeah. You know, we, we use a number of four-second phrases with our guys. It's easy ways for them to remember what we talk about at the meeting rooms. And one of those is content but not complacent based off the Apostle Paul. You know, because Philippians 4.13 is a famous verse that many athletes read, but what comes right before that's powerful. He said, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether to, to abound or uh, to be in one. And it's teaching our young men, look, we're not looking for sport. We're not looking at football to gain our fulfillment. What we're looking to do is to get our fulfillment and contentment in Christ and that overflow and the fruit that uh, abounds on the football field. Because Christ said, if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. So we're called to be content in Christ and not get our satisfaction from sport. However, Paul's yeah. also the man who said, I've worked harder than any of them. <laughs> Though it was not I, it was Christ in me, and we're called to work heartily as unto the Lord. And, and that, that phrase, content but not complacent, is how we try to blend that balance of, look, we don't want to get our contentment from sport, but, but don't let that fool us into think that we're just called to be complacent or take it easy. Actually, as a follower of Christ, the fruit that we bear should make us uh, work harder than anyone like it did the Apostle Paul. And I think, you know, the, the words that the Apostle Paul shared of bringing that together is, is how we try to, to have that balance. Fabulous. Andrew DiDonato is with us, head football coach uh, and assistant professor of exercise science at Grove City College. Information about Grove City, you can find us now online, johnandcathyshow.com. Um, Andrew, John mentioned before that my uh, my daughter swims for Grove City, and um, she went to a public high school. And when she transferred into collegiate sports, it was a you know a big change for a, a whole lot of reasons. But one thing that she said, and, and it was right after um, the PAX championship, which happened last weekend uh, or two weekends ago, and um, and I said, how so? Now that it's over, you have one season under your belt. You know what do you think? And she said, I didn't realize how how much I missed there being a link between my faith and my swimming. And she said, I know that sounds weird. She said, but you know, when you swim, you swim so much. It's so much of your day. It's so much of your life that when there's no, there's no connection between faith and swimming. She said, it just, it, I didn't realize how artificial that seemed until I came here. And because they're allowed to be combined and encouraged to be combined, she said, all of a sudden it just makes a lot more sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing with, especially when you think of, you know, a lot of times we'll talk about character or sportsmanship and, and athletics, but when you're a follower of Christ, you know that, you know, when you think about the fruit of the Spirit and, and especially playing sport, if you want to have self-control, you know, which is a big thing in athletics, trying to, to keep your composure, or you want to have patience or joy, that ultimately can o- only come from Christ. And when that's separated, it's it's hard to imagine how you can have true character, true sportsmanship. And, you know, another phrase we use with our guys is don't derive your fulfillment from football, bring it to football. Nice. We say that quite a bit. And in the, the reason for that is 
when you try to find your fulfillment in sport apart from Christ, naturally, if football is where you get your fulfillment, then when things go well, you're going to want to be recognized. When things go bad, you're going to, you know, if that's your, where you find your identity, you're going to lose control. However, if you learn to uh, not to derive your fulfillment from football, bring it to football, if your fulfillment's in Christ, and, and you live out that verse in John where he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. Well, it's that fulfillment in him that when you play the sport, not only do you bear fruit, but you get the ultimate fulfillment from playing it. And uh, I think what, what your daughter experienced is, is what a lot of our guys go through, and that's why we just continue to remind them, look, you don't derive your fulfillment from football, bring it to football. And that link between Christ and sport is ultimately where sportsmanship, fruit, and character come from. Outstanding. So well said. Well, Andrew, uh, Kath and I, we, we go up there to, to the university to visit our, 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 our my son, Kath's daughter, and you just walk around the campus and you just feel it. I mean, it's, it's such a great vibe. We're just thrilled to be part of the Grove City College, to know that there are men and women, a guy like you is the head football coach. You want to win, of course, but then at the same time, you're talking about Christ on the sidelines, character and sportsmanship. Yep. I mean, it's just, people, acts, yep. it's just really excellent. So thanks an awful lot. We have a great admiration for yourself and your work and your sacrifice there. And, of course, all the Grove City community, all the Grovers out there. Oh, we really appreciate that. And we are very blessed to be at a great place. And, uh, you know, when you walk around campus there, um, you know, the football program, we use the phrase brick by brick. Um, because when you see all those massive structure, structures, we remember that they started with a blueprint. They were built one brick at a time. And mortar love holds it together. And, that's why we talk with our guys about vision, process, and love, because vision, like the blueprint, uh, process, like laying one brick at a time, and love, mortar, holding it together. And we're blessed with a president who has a very clear vision for our institution. You know, we recognize that it's a bold vision, so it's going to take building one brick at a time. But what's, what's a blessing is everybody speaks the same language, that mortar, that love that holds it together. And um, to be a part of a place like that and at a campus, uh, that, uh, you know, has those three things going. It's uh, just a blessing to be a part of. Wonderful. What a great encouragement. Andrew DiDonato, he's the head football coach at Grove City College. Andrew, we hope to talk to you in the fall as uh, the program gets underway and you, you look forward to a winning season. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Our pleasure. Like we said, both Kath and I, we have students in Grove City. Uh, just full disclosure, we love it. We're yeah. so happy to be part of this. Yeah, we're not trying to hide our endorsement. No right? way. No, we dig it. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. Stick around. we got a lot more ahead. Oh, I can only imagine the film during the 5 o'clock hour. Talk about that. Meet John and Jane. They're 55 years old and each have $100,000. John bought a series of one-year CDs, which earn less than 1800 bucks a year. But Jane had a different plan. She put her $100,000 to work with J.D. Melberg Financial's annuity strategies. And when she retires at 65, she'll get $8,972 a year in guaranteed income for the rest of her life. Be like Jane. If you're at least 50 years old, call to get your free quote now at 800-727-8585. You won't find these strategies anywhere else. Call 800-727-8585. That's 800-727-8585. You could get payout rates up to 13.3% of your premium amount backed by top-rated insurance company, Sentinel Security Life. Annuity guarantees are backed by Sentinel Security Life Insurance Company. Optional writers may be available with a charge. Not available in all states. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. This is Scott Wagner. 
As the founder and president of Penn Waste, I know a thing or two about garbage. And the ads from Paul Mango attacking me on this station are grade A trash. My opponent sees lying as his only path to victory. But Proverbs 12.22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, and he delights in people who are trustworthy. The truth is, I'm an unapologetic, pro-life, pro-family conservative with a record to prove it. Paul Mango's lies are beneath the office of governor, which is why both the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation and the Pennsylvania Family Institute have corrected his false attacks on me. As governor, I'll stand up for religious freedoms and protect our children, including the unborn. I'm the only proven conservative running for governor. I'm Scott Wagner, and I ask for your support. Scott Wagner, pro-life, pro-family, the proven conservative. Paid for by Wagner for Governor. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville is everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing, often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com try to keep a close eye on the national days, you know, when it comes to especially food, yeah. because it's something that apparently people on our show really enjoy uh, talking about. The national days. Well, just food in general is one of the biggest things that we have uh, conversations about on our website or on uh, Facebook, johnnycathyshow.com. So today's National Cereal Day. And um, I don't eat cereal. Never. Oh, not that I, very rarely. And I got to be honest with you, I, I miss it. I gave it up because I was trying to fit in my pants. Uh-huh. And, um, and I, I, you know, I, I see a thing like that national cereal day as a banner that goes across my computer and I miss the days of frosted mini wheats. So in lieu of cereal to eat in the morning, then how do you start your day? What's a, what's a something in your, in your gut? I got to be honest with you. Nothing. I don't eat breakfast. Nothing. What, when do you eat something? Around noon. Whoa. Don't you get cranky? I don't get cranky. I mean, yeah, I, you're no, like, I work with like, you. <laughs> Okay so, so okay, so we know that's not true. I'm not the man on the street. <laughs> no. I'm John Hall of John and Kathy. No, no, no I do get cranky. Okay. Uh, I don't get cranky in the morning because I don't eat. I just, no, I don't. Just let it go. Yeah, I'm not hungry you drink in the or morning. coffee or tea or anything like Iced that? Iced tea, always, first Iced thing. Tea, first thing. First thing. So I feel good about you. that. I feel good about that, but I'm not hungry in the morning. Really? I'm just not. Around 11 o'clock, 11.30, I start to get a little hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll eat at noon. And I, you know, eat well at noon. Don't you worry. It's not like I'm... Like Jackie, you know, Kennedy used to eat consomme every day at noon. Consomme? Yeah, it's the only thing she ever ate. Oh, no. I read that one time. What's consomme? Like a little broth? Yeah, it's like chicken broth. Yeah. Right. Consomme is chicken broth for very wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's probably not made out of a little cube mixed with boiling water in a mug. <laughs> it might be. It might have been. You know, that was a new invention probably back in yeah, 1959 or 1960 when she was, was doing that. Anyway, but so cereal used to be a snack, though. It used to be like, especially a After late school. night snack. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is a good I snack. Like it. Yeah. I have cereal almost every morning. What is that? What is that, Mike? Play that again, please. That was Tony the Tiger. Oh. oh. I love uh, Frosted, Frosted flakes. flakes. But I won't eat them. Why? What? Because I feel bad because it's like gigantic sugar overload first thing in the morning. Yeah, it is. That's probably first not the thing. best way to start your day. No, uh, I mean, that's not the way to end your day either, probably. No, but I, there's – how about a frosted a bowl of Frosted Flakes with a nice, fresh, green banana? I love that. Of course you do. I love that. Yes. I love a nice green banana and in ice milk. cold with, milk. Oh, I love that. Hallelujah. You're preaching That's to the choir, so Johnny. Good, I love it. I love it. Like a, a hard banana. Okay, so now, you, now we talked about cereal just last week, someday, um, because I saw a rating of the top-selling breakfast cereals from 2017. Oh, oh remember? Right, we, right, I, right, I just right, right. I saw the top ten. It was right. just it was just released last mm-hmm. week, and so I was looking at all of those and and thinking about you, not ever, not ever even sampling the number one best-selling cereal in the United States, 2017. I what, remember this. What was it? Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, yeah. I, I don't get that. But, but you don't get it because you've never tasted it. I what guess. do you mean you don't get I, it? I, I, I of course you it. don't get it. How are well, you going to get it? I just look at che- – I, I, you know what? I like plain Cheerios. But do you put sugar on them? Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Oh, see, I always have to put sugar on them. Huh. No, I don't mind them with you know sand sugar. Okay. All right. That's but good. But Honey Nut is like super sugar, isn't it? It's so good. Mike, aren't they delicious? They're the best. I mean, if I was going to get any – Cereal that is like off my list. That'd Top, be it. That'd be it for no, sure. Oh, I would. Frosted Flakes would be on my list right away. Okay, Mike, do you eat cereal how often? All the time. All the time. Sometimes right before bed. Oh, yeah, because really? it's so good. Oh, my gosh. What's your favorite cereal? I love Frosted Flakes, nice. but my favorite is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like Cheerios too, but I can't do the green banana thing. I think. Oh, I love that. I got to have a yellow banana Oh, with a tint of brown. Oh, oh. no, never. Yeah. Never, never, never. Once it's brown, no, it has no, to be no, frozen no, and good. used for something else. No. Then it becomes banana bread. Exactly. It can no. only be just, banana bread. Just a slight tint of brown. No, no, like no brown. No brown, zero brown. Too mushy. Never like brown. Some, oh, Ugh, I don't like it. It's like I hate the texture. All of a sudden, it just, oh, no, my that's bad. gosh. Okay, so Honey Bunches of Oats you mentioned was your favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there are, you know, within that category of Honey Bunches, there's like seven or eight different well, Yeah, because there's strawberry, there's almond, why, there's why blueberry. Do we to, why are we just – There's banana. I mean – Yeah, do we really need all no, those? You do I don't not. think we, no, need no, really, no. we really need all those. How about – okay, we're just coming out of the season. Oatmeal? Mm, I love oatmeal. Me too. Oh, yeah. See, now that's something that I eat. Like if I would go – oftentimes I meet my parents at Eaton Park for breakfast. Oh, yeah, a little bowl of oatmeal? I get oatmeal there. Do you get cinnamon oatmeal? I get oatmeal with, with bananas and brown sugar. Mm. Yes, brown sugar is the best. That's right. Of course it is. But here's, walnuts, here's strawberries? The thing. Why don't I – I never, ever eat home? that at home. Never. Oh. Not like it's complicated. No, Why it's don't I ever easy. do that? I don't know. It's very easy. And do you enjoy oatmeal? I do. My wife uh, likes it in the wintertime. She'll make a, a nice little bowl of oatmeal for both of us. You mean for breakfast or for yeah, dinner? for breakfast. Okay. Yeah, very nice. How about porridge? Is porridge cream of wheat? I think so. I, it's porridge. I mean, it's like – I th- is it another name for cream of wheat, though? I don't think so. That's what I always thought. No, I don't think it is. See, I thought so, too. I think too. porridge is porridge. Which, like, to me, is like well, traditional... I'm going to go to Giant Eagle and say, hi, can you direct me to the porridge? <laughs> I don't have that. They might have porridge on the aisle. We've never looked at it. 
I, I think, think I would have noticed if there was porridge there. All of a sudden, got, it's like Charles. You, it's like Charles Dickens food. Wait, now you know the inventory of Giant Eagle. I don't saying, think so. How okay? did they have porridge? What's the skew number for porridge? Well, I don't think yet. No, I think porridge is like a really traditional English sort of thing. Which but is why it's to, not a Giant Eagle. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Attorney General read California the Riot Act over the state's defiance of federal immigration laws. Attorney General Jeff Sessions says California's defiance is senseless and unconstitutional. Federal agents must be able to do the job that Congress directed them to do. He said Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf's warning last month that immigration raids were imminent was particularly outrageous. How dare you needlessly endanger the lives of our law enforcement officers to promote a radical open borders agenda. The Justice Department is suing the state over laws that bar local police from taking part in federal immigration enforcement. California authorities remain defiant. Governor Jerry Brown labeling Sessions' address a stunt. I'm Warren Levinson. On Wall Street, another down day as the Dow dropped 83 points to 24,801. The Nasdaq, however, rose by 25. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Connor Lamb has been called Nancy Pelosi's hand-picked candidate, and she'll do anything to get him elected. That's because Pelosi knows Connor Lamb will follow her liberal herd. Backed by Nancy Pelosi, Lamb will be a vote for her liberal agenda of higher taxes, more job-killing regulation, and a weaker military. Connor Lamb, he's with her, not us. Built American tough, Rick Saccone. As a U.S. Air Force officer, Rick Saccone defended our country against commandos and espionage from North Korea. As a senior counterintelligence agent in Iraq, Rick Saccone captured and interrogated terrorists. As congressman, Rick Saccone will fight for Pennsylvania jobs and oppose Nancy Pelosi. Rick Saccone protects our families, community, and country. Built American tough. Rick Saccone. Paid for by NRCC and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. www.nrcc.org. NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Next time you empty the dustbin on your vacuum, hold it over your nose. And take a deep breath. No? I didn't think so. Air Duct Maintenance wishes to point out that whatever's in there, dirt, pet hair, allergens, is also in your ducts. When's the last time those were cleaned? 
The air duct cleaning specialists at Air Duct Maintenance use the most powerful cleaning process around to leave you breathing easier with upfront pricing and fast, courteous service. Start breathing clean, healthy indoor air today. Visit airductmaintenance.com. Welcome to the 2018 NBA Finals. Want to win a grand prize trip to this year's NBA Finals? All you have to do is fill up with Synergy Gas at an Exxon or Mobile station for your chance to win. But don't wait. Fuel up today. Exxon Mobil, official motor fuel of the NBA. No purchase necessary ends at 11.59 p.m. Central Time on April 30th, 2018. Open to residents of 50 U.S. and D.C. or age of majority or older, except void and end for residents of Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, and we're Copyright 2018 NBA Properties Inc. All rights reserved. Sponsor Exxon Mobil Corporation's right taxes. Mostly cloudy and cold tonight with a snow shower around the area, the low 23 degrees. Cloudy, brisk, and colder tomorrow with a couple of snow showers. High 33 will stay brisk tomorrow night with occasional snow, leaving 1 to 3 inches of accumulation, the low 28th, and still brisk for Friday with another snow shower, high 37 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, welcome back. I think we are sort of fortunate here in western Pennsylvania. We are skipping through this this snowstorm. What if they start naming snowstorms? Quinn. Well, I thought they only named hurricanes. Well, now it's Winter Storm Quinn. Which is my son's name. Right. So he, Winter Storm So Quinn. he's going to be really miserable for the next 48 hours. <laughs> I mean, we've got family, like he's, I said earlier, in South Dakota, and they called us on Sunday and said, hey, Quinn, Quinn's coming your way. I go, Quinn's right here in the living room. And they go, no, 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 the storm that's hit us in Aberdeen, South Dakota, is headed to Pittsburgh. Now, we've missed it somehow. Well, yeah, it's, we just got a little tiny bit of it. But this this storm, if you look at the radar, has been coming up the the Atlantic coast and coming against you know Maryland and well, against uh, New Jersey. How was it coming up the Atlantic coast when it was in South Dakota? Well, I don't know, but you can see, if you see. I was looking at at satellite earlier, and I'm pointing John to the television that's right in front of us. <laughs> but there's there's a system that's coming up from the south, and there's a system coming from the west. Uh-huh, and collision. we got a little tiny bit of the system from the west. Can you see it right there? Yes, I can. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a little yeah. tiny bit of it. But I don't know if that's really related to what's coming up from the south. Right. Anyway, our best wishes to the people in New York because they're expecting best a foot wishes. of snow. Mm. And John lived in Manhattan and he said it's going to be horrible. Oh, it's the worst. Okay, back to the important question of the day. Okay. Uh, if you if you uh, were with us in, at, before the news break, you heard John insist that porridge could be found at Giant Eagle. Right? This is just going to be the kind of thing. I'm just going to go up to someone who works there and say, hi, can you tell me – where the porridge is. Where the porridge is. Well, it's go. like asking for, excuse me, can you tell where the wassail is? Like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a food that was popular 300 years ago. Well, well there has to be a porridge okay, section listen, in the giant eagle. No, there is no por. Do you do your own grocery shopping? There's no porridge section. Well, I've never section. shopped for porridge. Well, Trust me when I say there's no porridge section. There's a cream of wheat. There's right, a there's you oatmeal. Know, there's not oatmeal. a porridge section. That's called the cereal section. Of course, we're talking about all of this because it's National Cereal You can't buy day. porridge? You can't buy porridge. Let me just say the breakfast cereal dates back to 1854. A German immigrant named Ferdinand Schumacher first ground oats in a small store in Akron. Okay, I want you to know that. I've Akron, looked, Ohio. Yes. I've looked up porridge. No, John. Akron. <laughs> exactly. Texas. <laughs> Porridge is made by boiling ground, crushed, or chopped starchy plants. 
typically grain in water or milk. Mm-hmm. And then it's often cooked or served with sugar, honey, syrup, etc. to make a sweet cereal or mixed with spices and vegetables to make a savory dish. So porridge a can be sweet dish. or it can be savory. Okay, hmm. It's often used specifically for oat porridge, eaten for breakfast with salt, sugar, fruit, milk, cream, or butter. Okay, there. I'm looking at a box of uh, of cereal similar to like a grape nut size box, mm-hmm. um, and it is from a German supermarket, and it is labeled porridge or Hafer Mahlzeit. Oh, sure. I don't speak German, and clearly I can't pronounce it. But yeah, so porridge is available currently in a box in Germany. I have never seen anything like it here in the states. Never, never, I, I not wonder, a single time. Who's the buyer for Giant Eagle? Right. Well, you think they're missing out on something? No, I bet you they would call us and say eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. They call us and say, "Oh yeah, in aisle six A, at the local Giant Eagle, right? Nobody's we gonna, have the porch. Nobody's going to call and say that. However, I did think it was interesting in the research I was just able to complete that you can make porridge with oats, with corn, with millet, um, with rice, with sorghum, or with wheat. So, and also, if you're desperate, you can do flax or kasha." which is a widely consumed uh, porridge range of dishes in Eastern Europe and Russia. Okay, so then what you're saying essentially is that porridge is a, is like a homemade yes. hot cereal. It's like a – I think it's a it's a uh, umbrella term for mixing – cooking a grain and mixing it with water or milk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say that oatmeal is a type of porridge. But I bet you – I bet you they sell like – microwave porridge here in the US something like that that's my that's my guess i don't think they I do i bet they do i don't think they do uh, no I, I don't think they do i think they would sell oatmeal they would sell cream of wheat i mean now like i said they're clearly selling it in germany i'm seeing a, a photograph of it right here well that's germany i mean that's i know i'm saying it's not that it's not available in the world i'm just saying in our corner of the states i i i would be very surprised if someone said, hey, I'm a giant eagle and I'm looking at the porridge. Wait, I mean, I could be wrong. You could be because you have been in the past. <laughs> it's a couple times. I just say. So look, wait, I'm looking. Here, here's a question. Is microwave or instant porridge as good for me as traditional porridge? No. So is someone clearly, from Germany asking? It's in English. Okay. It's in English. Okay. So someone's making microwave or instant porridge. Victoria Taylor is. She's a registered dietitian with 10 years experience, works for the NHS. Oh, that's uh, that's English. Yeah, NHS exactly. Is National I think, Health I do believe, Service. Yeah, I do believe you've proven System. my point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think porridge is available here. Is I'm surprised nobody's calling to tell us about porridge. Mike's on the phone. Oh, eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Got anything there, Mike? No, I can't no, hear. Mike. We can't hear you, Mike. Right. We'd like to hear you, but we can't. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Good. We have a caller. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Can we go there? <laughs> right. The caller. I'm just. Do we have a name for the caller? Caller is. Caller is oh, hello. Okay. Caller, oh, good. Uh, mystery porridge caller. <laughs> Hi, Herb. Herb yeah, well, Herb. it's not porridge, Brooks. but it's wassail. Uh, Aldi's has wassail. If um, like you're out at the one on McKnight Road, or yeah. they have uh, wassail. Are you serious? Yes. You can buy wassail. I mean, I have made wassail, but I didn't know that that was a. I it was thought porridge. That, again, I was going back to like the Charles Dickens era, you know, like food items. 
No, yeah, but I just yeah, I just bought like a case of it because it what? it just went down from a dollar ninety nine a uh, half gallon to ninety nine cents a half gallon, and that's why we love Aldi. I'll tell you right now. Okay, now um, Herb, have you ever seen porridge on a shelf? Uh no, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen grits and mm-hmm. uh, mapo and mm-hmm. uh, right, right, cream of wheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, John, if Herb hasn't seen it, I don't think it can be seen because he's already found the wassail at okay. Aldi. Herb, thank you for thank your you, phone Mark. call. That's very good. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Wassail, wassail. Yeah, that's his little song. Yeah, it's a little Christmas song. Yeah, right? Yeah, that is a Christmas it song. It is a is Christmas song. From the musical A Christmas Carol, which is where I know Is that from. right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. At Mr. Fezziwig's party. Okay. So I think Herb's <laughs> told us everything we need to know, John. All right. So more wassail, less porridge. <laughs> exactly. That's what we've learned. Unless you travel over to Europe and then you're good to go. Yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, the um, the uh, song turned into a book. Now it's a major motion picture. We'll talk about that next. 101.5 WORD, partnering with Food for the Poor. Rosinda is a young mother struggling to keep her kids from starving to death in the mountains of Guatemala. Well, many times after two or three days without eating anything, they would just be feeling sick. And even if I feed them with something, they will be sick because they haven't had anything in their stomachs for two or three days. You can bring hope into her world by helping Food for the Poor provide food for her family. Your gift today can be the difference between life and death. Would you please call now with your gift of hope and life? 855-828-HOPE or give online at wordfm.com. Obamacare, Trump Care, the Affordable Care Act, COBRA, all of these choices. So many confusing options, and they all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are so many changes that are happening in healthcare today, but fortunately, I know someone that's been on the forefront of health insurance for years. It's Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Now, Todd and his team are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country, and they can help determine which plan is right for you, because there are things that you need and things that you don't need. So if you're done with your maternity coverage, you don't need it anymore then call Todd and he'll find you the appropriate plan. Do you have a pre-existing condition? Then call Marley. Do you want just catastrophic or just accident coverage? You know the answer. It's Marley Financial. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousands of dollars a year. So give them a try. Call Todd, Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 or online at marleyfg.com. Showcase your business, meet local customers, and make new connections at the 2018 Pittsburgh North Regional Home Show and Business Expo. Friday, March 16th from 4 to 8 p.m. and Saturday, March 17th from 11 to 4 at the Block Northway, formerly Northway Mall. Free and open to the public, this annual event brings hundreds of local customers and over 70 area businesses together. A Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber of Commerce event. Details at pghnorthchamber.com. Are you a responsible person to find yourself growing deeper in credit card debt, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976-1-800-990-6976-1-800-990-6976. For over 35 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. 
A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on wordfm.com, on christianradio.com, on the next radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 1.5 WORD. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, try three months of martial arts training for half the price. Sankusi Martial Arts offers this $180 value for just 90 bucks. Christian-owned Sankusi Martial Arts equips students mentally, physically, and spiritually as they develop discipline and self-control. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. If your skin could talk, would you listen? Stop tanning and protect your skin from melanoma, the second most common cancer in young women 15 to 29 years old. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Next Friday, the film I Can Only Imagine premieres nationwide. Now, I think if you're a Christian and you've been... It doesn't even matter if you're a Christian. I think if you've been alive in the last 20 years, you've heard this song. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Well, look at what it did on the Billboard charts. Well, you know what? Uh, I was listening to an interview with Dennis Quaid, the star of the film. Before he was in this film, mm-hmm. he had never heard the song. Is that right? Yeah. That surprises me because it was on the Billboard adult contemporary chart. Um, it got up to 20, got to 24. Um, on the Christian charts, of course, it got all the way up to nine. That was back in 2010. Um, but it was released, it got all the way up to 27 on the U.S. Adult Top 40, the Billboard Hot 100, the Hot Country. Yeah, mainstream Top 40. Okay. So it's been out there for a long yep. time. Yeah. So yeah, the point is, Christian or not, it's made a mainstream success, and a lot of people have heard this song. Now, the movie premieres next Friday, I Can Only Imagine. It's essentially the story of a boy his dad, music, and Jesus. And it's a fabulous movie, really. It's, it's, I, saw it, I, I saw a trailer, uh, a screener they sent to us, and so we were able to see it you know, outside of the theater. I liked it very, very much. So highly recommend it. L- let's just play, we'll play an audio clip of the trailer for the film I Can Only Imagine. And then in a few minutes, Bart Millard, who is the spark, the creative spark behind Mercy Me, he'll join us as well. Stay with us. It's an amazing song. Just kind of happened. Took about 10 minutes, I guess. Bart, you didn't write this song in 10 minutes. Took a lifetime. How'd you do this? You know, I've never told anybody my story. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. Where's Mama? She's gone. She don't want me no more. She don't want you neither. And I've always loved music. And I found some songs that I just, I held on to. 
It gave me hope. Mercy me, that can't be his real voice. Because I needed it. Dad, I can do this. No, you can't. And you're going to blink your eyes and you're going to realize that life has gotten you nowhere because you chased some stupid dream. I can I'm leaving. Shit. I want you to know that I pray for you all the time. And I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for out there. What are you running from? My dad. Been right about it. Let that pain become your inspiration. I got some stuff I need to sort out. And I deal with it the only way I know how. And that's to write a song. You hungry? I set the table. What is this? I want to make things right. You and me. My dad was a monster, and I saw God transform him. You have a gift, real gift. I didn't think that God could do that. So I wrote this song for my dad. It's hard to believe that the song was from 2001, national release. It was first written and produced in 1999. But it's one of those moments, at least for me, you think, oh, I remember when. And I, I think a lot of people have an emotional thread or connection to that song, I can only imagine. Yeah, and it was kind of, it has a strange release history based on the fact that it it initially was put out and just they expected, I think, a tepid response. And so, you know, it, it first charted back in 2001, but then it was it, it didn't chart in the Christian charts back until 2010, nine wow. years later. Really? Yeah. OK, so uh, Bart Millard's with us here in just a second. And um, this is a story I can only imagine of Bart Millard's life, which has got to be interesting to see your, you know, your story up on the silver screen. It must be weird. Yeah. Right. So uh, I was able to talk to Bart a little earlier in the day because this is how this happens. When a film rolls out, they hold these sort of press trains and you just get in line and you talk to the person, you know, in line with everybody else. And Kath wasn't here. So this is me earlier today speaking with Bart Millard. Music is so important in many ways, I think, because it's so emotional, right? Um, music, emotion set the song. And so sometimes when you hear a song, you think, oh, it takes you a place that you could not necessarily have envisioned yourself. And such is the case with the song I Can Only Imagine. Remember the first time you heard it? I heard it back in 2001, and it just blew me out of the water. Our guest right now is Bart Millard, and Bart is the songwriter, the spark behind the band Mercy Me. Uh, the brand new film, I Can Only Imagine, premieres nationwide next Friday, March 16th. Here to talk to us about that is Life and Times is Bart Millard himself. Bart, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, so, Bart, um, besides having a major motion picture of your life being released next week, uh, what else is new? <laughs> oh, not much. I'm just hanging out. Uh, no, it, it's, uh, we're, you know, we're uh, between that and we're on tour right now. It's, right. Uh, it's pretty busy, but. It's funny because the movie guys told us, hey, you need to take some time off before it, the calm before the storm. So and from the, right before Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day, we have not done a single – we've been home, no work, no shows. Anything. Nice. So we've got to 
had a great time off, but how quickly you forget when you get back in the thick of things. Oh, I'm sure. Then this has got to be the apex, right? I mean, you, you wrote a book about uh, the song I Can Only Imagine. Now there's a major motion picture. The spotlight is a uh, hot white. Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird because um, we genuinely, like, I think everybody thought that, okay, the movie's going to, it's going to be slow out of the gate, and if the movie's good and gets attention, then, you know, that's when things will kick in. Well, the thing that no one factored, I didn't know to think about this, was like, well, we forgot about the fact that we've, we've been promoting this movie for 18 years because of the song being written and out there. Yeah. That the hype kicked in a little earlier than we thought. And so we thought we were, like, we're on tour and we're going to take two and a half weeks off after the movie to do all this stuff. Well, all this stuff has already started, and it's like, we don't know what to expect. Like just from the trailer and the little things that are out, like we've been so stinking busy. We're like, man, what if it comes out and people actually like the movie? We cool. may be in trouble. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's a good problem, right, to have. Now, listen, I, I got to yeah, be honest. Yeah. I saw a screener. I loved the film. I loved the I film. Know. I mean, Dennis Quaid, Cloris Leachman, uh, Michael Finley, who plays essentially you, yeah. All, all the way around. It's really, it's a powerhouse. I mean, to, to distill it down, the story's about a boy, uh, his dad, music, and Jesus, and the swirl of all that in the middle. Um, what, what's that like for you? When you, you know, you've been living this, like you said, this is your life, but then when you, the first time you sat down, I don't know, with you know whomever, in a room, I don't know if it was a theater, and you saw that, what, what's, the, what's the reaction to that? Well, there, there are a few emotional moments. Like the first time I read the script was emotional. Um, the first time I went to see him film on set was emotional. I bet. And then, and then seeing, sitting down and seeing the movie with my wife alone for the first time was like, and, and each one was different. Like reading the script, it was this fear of, okay, the things I've been trying to bury my whole life, we're now, not only are we digging it up, we're about to put it on a big screen. And yeah. so as ready as you think you are, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's 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 a it's a hard thing, and I knew they were doing a good job because the script alone was tapping some really painful memories. And the, and my whole thing when we talked about it was, look, if if I'm gonna if we're gonna go through this, we you, it, we can't it can't be low hanging fruit. It can't be this kind of fluffy Christian film. Like I want people to understand how much of a monster my dad was to appreciate the redemption story. Yeah, and and so. The first conversation we had where they said, hey, we got to be careful not to be an R-rated movie. I knew we were on the right track. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they did a great job of walking that line, of showing how bad he was. And, and so reading the script, I was like, oh, no, like they're actually doing a job. Am I ready for this? And then watching Dennis on set play my father. And I can't the first imagine. Scene I walked, yeah, the first scene I walked in on was him being diagnosed with cancer, and it just it's like a punch in the face. Wow. I was, yeah, and to where I finally – after that and the fight scene was they shoot out of sequence was afterwards. I was like, you know what? I just went for a drive and said, let me know. We're going to be like hugging things out. And one of those things. I'll be back. And so then to finally see the movie with, uh, you know, in the first edit with my wife was like, it was a little bit of, you know, it was emotional because we were finally here to this point. And it's been an eight year journey from when they first approached me and making the movie. And um, so it was emotional on all different levels, but I was emotional more of like, I think they did a great job of telling the story. So it was, it was a happy emotion, like not, Oh no, what have I done? Yeah. And, no. and then to, yeah, then to watch it with a crowd yeah. was like, and hear them respond to things. That was a whole nother thing. And so mm -hmm. yeah, there's been several layers of this. that's like, wow, it's been therapy along the way. No Ooh. doubt it is. I mean, it's public therapy, right? There's like you said, there's no yeah. hiding from this. So, so talk about that. I mean, you know, 
I mean, every guy, every boy has a dad story. But, you know, when you see Dennis Quaid and Michael Finley on screen, I mean, to have lived that, to be a little boy and to have your dad just be an absolute wild thing and crush you. That, I mean, I can't imagine what that, what is like. The, the good thing about this is when you see all these people around you, I mean, you know, your Grams and your friends, you know, Kent and Shannon, all that together, how blessed you were to have that center point. Because a lot of guys didn't have that, but there you were. That was this beautiful thing that was so thick and fat in you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's something you don't prepare for. I mean, it's like there's no manual to go, hey, this is what it's going to be like. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, watching it, it was, it was a mixed emotions. The fact that I have the friends that were in the story that are still a part of my life. I love could, that. could experience that with yeah. me. And, but then at the same time, as a father, you know, like I, you know, I don't, there's things I don't, as a father watching what I went through as a kid, I, I you know, it, it's it, the things that maybe God protected me and I just it, to get through that. But to see like from the outside looking in going, how did you survive this? Yeah. Like it broke my heart as a father and, and to see my kids in tears, like my daughter, like cutting the circulation off my arms. She's holding me so tight. She's like, did this really happen? To really? Was like, yeah, I start crying about that right now. Just to see her compassion towards me was something I'll never forget. I bet. I mean, cause she, she said she's like eight years old. Really? Wow. Yeah. And so as a kid, what do you know? Right? That's your reality. That's what you know. That's home. So that, right. that's how you got through it. Yeah, it's like being, it literally is like being blind at birth. Like, you know, my son was diagnosed with diabetes and he's two. He doesn't know, remember before diabetes. Yeah. And so sometimes the blessing and the curse, the blessing is, is like, he doesn't have to sit there and remember when he can eat all the pizza he wanted or whatever. But the curse is he doesn't understand the severity of what he has because it's all he's ever known. Mm-hmm. And he feels like a pretty good kid. And so, you know, so, yeah, I think being my whole life and my parents divorced when I was three, I didn't know what a whole family was or what a healthy, I'll tell you one, the one thing that, that hit me like a ton of bricks was I was, we went, my wife and I went through grief counseling about in the same eight year process of this movie on a totally separate storyline. We were getting counseling because my brother-in-law was killed years ago and we weren't dealing with it very well. Well, that therapy is what prepared me to show me my childhood is connected to my adulthood. And oh, that's fascinating. That prepared me, wow. That prepared me for being able to share the movie, like to where I was in a healthy uh-huh. place. Oh, that's really interesting. Well, in that therapy, what's crazy is, is that I'm telling her, I'm like, I've got five kids. And, yeah. and uh, I was like, man, my kids can be jerks at home. Like, they act up like crazy sometimes. It drives me crazy. They don't uh, in public and other people's houses, but at home, they're just nuts sometimes. And what are we doing wrong? And she's like, actually, you're doing a lot right. Because when your kids act up at home, it's because they feel it's a safe place to where they can, they can act out their emotions and know that you won't love them any less or differently. Yeah. And she goes, it's actually a good thing because, and I realized I never knew that. I was a trained pet. I did not do anything at the risk of my dad being mad at me. Mm-hmm. So it's foreign to me. And so I'm sitting there in tears going, so you're saying that we're great parents because our kids are jerks at home? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I mean, yeah. thank God for your wife, right? Because you had to learn how to be a dad. And she, you know, gave you, gave you that gift of working through this process. Oh, man. That's very no, cool. No question. Yeah. She's seen me out worse and for whatever reason still loves me. Excellent. Hey, um, so listen, I, I love the film. I saw a screener a week or so ago. Uh, we're talking to Bart Millard. Uh, the film, I Can Only Imagine, premieres next Friday, March 16th, nationwide. His story, uh, the story of the song, I Can Only Imagine. You know, uh, I love um, 
you, know, you could call them happy accidents, fortuitous, uh, you know, God's providence in your life. But the way that you backed into music, that, you know, your legs were broken or, you know, your, your bad ankles and then, you, you know, you're running RV, you're kind of just being, you know, the geek guy and right. you discover a voice in yourself. Before that, like when you were around the house, did you ever, when you vocalized, did you kind of think this just feels right? Because you had this incredible thing buried in there, this, this gift of a voice. No, I, no, like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like my self-esteem wasn't that great, but at the same time, it's like, I, I think we all sing in the car, but never think we're a singer, you yeah, know, like yeah. I didn't <laughs> sing and stuff, but like, I remember my mom had no idea. My dad had a, yeah, my dad had a great voice. Did he? And so I remember like at five years old, I would sing, I'm a promise in church. My mom played the piano, cool. but, uh, but that was about it. And then my voice didn't change. I was a big football player with like, like I didn't go through puberty until late or something. And it wasn't cool to have this high voice. So I just learned to keep my mouth shut yeah. and it was more of self-esteem to stand in front of somebody is, would be the most petrifying thing ever at that time to let anyone hear me sing. And, and I would never be the one to go, Oh yeah, I think I've got it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I never thought that way. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's fabulous. I mean, what an incredible gift and for it to be uncovered in the whole, just wonderful. So talk about, you know, your kid, uh, I grew up in the Walkman era as well. I, um, right. I just love the idea, you know, you walking around town and listening to contemporary Christian music and those, those headphones are on. Uh, did you have a cassette Walkman? Did you have a disc man? What model were you looking at? What, you know, tell me about that. I had, I had both. I mean, like when the, the disc man wasn't out back then yet. And so I, I carried a Walkman, a Sony, a yellow Sony Walkman. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know. I had one. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was my, that was my, my refuge. That was my, like, I, I, I just feel like I walked most of my life to some type of soundtrack that the rest of the world was oblivious to. Mm. And, um, you know, I got in so much trouble. Like, take the, you know, it'd be the equivalent of social media or a kid's phone in their hand. Like get the headphones off, take it, not at the table, but you know, I just always had them on and, and uh, my brother's five years older than me, and so he was. When I was seventh grade, he graduated and went off to college. And he had a one of his friends that lived down the street was very involved in his youth group, and he introduced me to like Petra, More Power to You, and yeah. U Two, Unforgettable Fire, and 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 those two albums, U Two, like changed my life. I was like, I was obsessed with it, and it was like, wait a minute, this music because my I was big into ELO and whatever my brother listened to, ELO, Dire Straits, Cars, all this stuff. Yeah, ELO is my first love. Story. Nice, excellent, and um. Uh, and um, and I just I was like, wait, there's music that actually has hope and stuff. Like, and I was, and then I I became obsessed with Christian music. That's I, cool. Like I'm all my whole life. Like um, like I wait, I know way too much more <laughs> than I should ever know about Christian music. I love it. That's cool. So okay, so now that you've you know achieved the level of success here, have you ever been able to you know walk over to Bono and shake his hand and say, hey, how you doing? Uh, I have. I, I we we met at a presidential prayer breakfast a year when Bush was in office. We had a chance. We came and sang for the the Texas delegates the night before and stayed for the breakfast. Bono was a speaker, so I had a chance to thank him there. It was quick, but we got a picture stuff. Cool. And I, and really, I, I I think I've had a chance to thank all of my heroes except for Jeff Lynn, the lead singer of ELO. That's oh. the one. That's the uh, that's the bucket list. Is one I. I like I'm literally, he's out on tour, and I'm literally trying to figure out a way to where I can meet him. And so, hopefully, the movie gives me some kind of clout or something when I get backstage. I love it. That's cool. In all the time that um, Mercy Me's toured, have you guys ever opened the show with uh, Marvin Gaye's uh, "Oh Mercy, Mercy Me"? You ever done that? We actually have. We just uh, uh, we uh, we've done it to where we played his sample and walked out to it, and then we've 
we've done the Mercer Sweep to like at the end of one of our other songs at some point. It was years ago, but yeah, yeah we used to. We used to come out to the course of that. I love it. Things I mean, aren't what they used to be. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. When I think of you, the song and the name, and that's what I always think of as well. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so here you are. This is it, right? Um, your life's going to change again in some way. People are going to know you in a different way. It's been, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. And, uh, you know, a, a band, uh, a book, a movie, this is about as big as it gets, don't you think? Man, I would, I would, I would assume so. Um, you know, I'm, I'd be crazy. I feel like there's about five or six different times in my life and our career where it's like, okay, oh, really? it's as big as it can possibly get. Oh, that's super cool. And, yeah. You know, just, and, and to have those moments and, and, you know, and then, you know, 18 years later, whatever, we're talking about the song in this movie. It's a, uh, let me just say like, I'm good. Like if this is the biggest it gets, <laughs> I'm, I am, I'm content. I'm not looking for what's next. Nice. No, I mean, it's not many families that has like, you know, a motion picture as part of their family scrapbook. I mean, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, uh, it's very surreal to say the least. Yeah. Well, Bart, thanks an awful lot. Really enjoyed the conversation. Love the film. I'm looking forward for everybody else in the audience to go out and see it, talk it up, and invite their friends and family to see it as well. Next Friday, the film I Can Only Imagine premieres nationwide. Bart, uh, just thanks an awful lot. Kudos to you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Imagine not eating for days and not knowing when or if you'll ever eat again. That's the grim reality for poor families in Haiti. Odette doesn't know when she'll be able to feed her family again. She and her husband, Jerome, care for their two grandchildren after the death of their daughter. But because of their age and poor health, it's hard to find work. Odette knows that her grandchildren aren't getting enough to eat, but she has no way to find or buy food. Poor families like Odette's suffer with no hope. They have no idea how they will survive. But you can help. Today, you can provide food every day for the next year and a lifetime supply of clean, safe water through Food for the Poor. For just $50, you can ensure that Odette's grandchildren get the food and safe water they need to survive. Would you allow God to use you to save the lives of suffering children in Haiti and Guatemala? Make your life-saving gift now by calling 855-828-HOPE, 855-828-4673. 855-828-4673. You can also give by clicking the Give Life banner at wordfm.com. 855-828-4673. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985... We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Express Employment Professionals Pittsburgh West presents the world-renowned Express Clydesdales. Witness the majesty of these gentle giants up close and free of charge. Thursday, March 15th from 11 to 2 at the Children's Home of Pittsburgh on Penn Avenue. And Friday, March 16th from 4 to 7 at Donaldson Park, North Fayette Township, where all welcome donations will go to support our local
local military. Details on these free events, including carriage rides and kids' activities, at expresspros.com slash pittsburghwest. The 16th annual presentation of the inspiring musical passion play, He's Alive, will be presented at the Capitol Theater Wheeling, March 23, 24, and 25. Palm Sunday weekend. Free admission, no reservations. He's Alive, Friday and Saturday night performances, 7.30, and Palm Sunday matinee, 3.30. He's Alive, 304-233-4470 for more information. Mostly cloudy and cold tonight with a snow shower around the area, the low 23 degrees. Cloudy, brisk, and colder tomorrow with a couple of snow showers. High 33 will stay brisk tomorrow night with occasional snow, leaving 1 to 3 inches of accumulation, the low 28th, and still brisk for Friday with another snow shower, high 37 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk. In our last segment, you heard our interview with Mercy Me's Bart Millard, the subject of the new film, I Can Only Imagine, which premieres next Friday in theaters all over the place, all over this area, and all over every place, Friday, March 16th. And uh, let's hear a little bit of the song that Bart wrote all those years ago that inspired it all. It is a beautiful song. It is. There's no denying that. It's a beautiful song. I just had several people, several friends of mine, uh, just text me and say, hey, that song was sung at, you know, Matt's dad's funeral, or, you know, that song was played at my dad's funeral. It's just, it's a beautiful song, and it's a different way of looking at heaven. Mm-hmm. We've had people join us uh, by the phone to talk about their impressions of the song when it first came out. A story behind the song I can only imagine. Let's play a few of those, uh, yeah, those clips now. We have a we have a Word FM app, one hundred one point five Word FM. It's an app that you can download for your phone, um, for your smartphone. And uh, we put out a call last was it last week, John? And we just said, hey, if if you have some point of contact with this song, if it meant something in particular to you, then just hit record on your app yeah. and um, and we'll give it a listen. And so we have a couple we want you to hear. First thing that comes to mind is a uh, girl from our church. It was a few years ago. She was um, dying of cancer, and uh, she was bedridden in her home. And um, we, uh, we being uh, myself, a guitar player, and I think another singer went there. Um, and she asked us to do some of her favorite songs, and we ended with I Can Only Imagine. And um, what I remember most about that evening was a pretty emotional evening with her family there, and her father... Um, I thought was ironic because he could not carry a tune in a bucket. It was pretty funny to listen to him singing, but he uh, sang with such emotion and such passion, um, including that song, which is, again, where we ended the evening. 
and um, I just reminded me that uh, our our imperfections sometimes are God's perfections, and the fact that uh, uh, in our eyes He sang out of tune, but in God's eyes He was perfectly uh, in tune, and it was just a wonderful emotional evening, and uh, the fact that uh, probably three days later or so uh, she did Jesus face to face, and that's what I remember. Uh, when I think about that song, it was just a, it's a great song uh, about the hope we have in Christ and about the uh, what we look forward to seeing him face to face one day as being a Christian. That's what we look forward to more than anything else. So that's my memory of that song. When I think of the song I could only imagine and how it has impacted my life, one word comes to my mind, awestruck. That song personifies everything I've ever thought about heaven that I could never put into my own words. So when I heard it for the first time, I literally had to stop what I was doing, and tears streamed down my face. I just couldn't move for a while. Then when my pappy, who was such a godly role model in my life, passed away in 2010, it took on an even deeper meaning, because I then pictured him in every word of that song, dancing for Jesus or just being still in his presence. That song inspires me and gives me so much hope, and still to this day, it brings tears to my eyes especially when a loved one passes. These words bring so much comfort to me. Take a quick break, come back. Andy Irwin, who is the co-director of the film, I Can Only Imagine, he'll join us next. Stay with us. Connor Lamb has been called Nancy Pelosi's hand-picked candidate, and she'll do anything to get him elected. That's because Pelosi knows Connor Lamb will follow her liberal herd. Backed by Nancy Pelosi, Lamb will be a vote for her liberal agenda of higher taxes, more job-killing regulation, and a weaker military. Connor Lamb, he's with her, not us. Built American Tough, Rick Saccone. As a U.S. Air Force officer, Rick Saccone defended our country against commandos and espionage from North Korea. As a senior counterintelligence agent in Iraq, Rick Saccone captured and interrogated terrorists. As congressman, Rick Saccone will fight for Pennsylvania jobs and oppose Nancy Pelosi. Rick Saccone protects our families, community, and country. Built American tough. Rick Saccone. Paid for by NRCC and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. www.nrcc.org. NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Dentistry isn't what it used to be. It's really come a long way. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. The pain management techniques, the comfort that we can offer now really make it a much more pleasant experience. We have a great team. They really help to put a patient at ease. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing, often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com. The premiere of the much-anticipated film, I Can Only Imagine, is coming up very soon. Friday, March 16th, in theaters everywhere. Here to talk to you about I Can Only Imagine is the director of the film, Andy Irwin. Andy, welcome to the show. 
Hey, great to be with you, man. I, I appreciate you having me on there in Pittsburgh. Oh, my pleasure. Excited to have you here because the film sounds really, really cool. I've seen it. I saw an advanced screener. I loved it. Talk about all this work, all this time, uh, the writing, the stories, everything that goes into making a film, and now finally it's going to be on the screen. You've got to be excited by that as well. Yeah, you know, so much of doing a film is, you know, you never know if you're going to be able to capture magic in a bottle. It's not really something you can control. And so when it happens, it's just, it's it's a fun ride, man. Uh, you know, so, this, this, you know, doing a film represents about two years of your life from concept to theater. That's a long and, time. Uh, uh, this one has been one where we have just not wanted the ride to end because it's just been so amazing. So we were, you know, I spent the whole week promoting the film in, in New York with uh, Dennis Quaid, who plays the father in our story. And uh, then last night he made a surprise appearance at the Ryman in uh, Nashville. Uh, Bart and Mercy Me, that the film's based on, uh, were playing there at the Ryman, and Dennis brought his band, The Sharks, nice. and opened up the show just oh. you know, just because he wanted to join in on the party. How cool is that? The crowd went nuts. Yeah, so yeah. So cool. And so, <laughs> you know, so now finally getting it to the point that it's really all about, you know, what, it's not about us, it's about the audience that we serve. And so it's not a movie until it finds that audience. And so March 16th, opening weekend, to be able to finally share the story that we love so much with the the country and really the world uh, is, is an exciting experience, and I, you know, I'm so proud of the story, and just to be a part of it has been a, a dream experience. Wonderful, yeah. Well, you know, I remember hearing the song for the first time a long time ago, you know, way back in yeah. 2001, is when I first heard it, yeah. and, and certainly it moved me. And then, so you know, when you hear like, "Hey, what? They're making a movie about this song." Um, I didn't know the story behind the story. Uh, to think about Bart Millard as this young man and this father who was, a, as in his own words, he describes him as a monster, what that was like to live like that, to be part of that, and then to have this peace come forward. And it speaks to so many people in their brokenness and their sorrow and their pain. And to see come to the, the theater and everybody's just going to relive this all over again, it's fabulous. Uh, talk about that. Talk about finding that story. Who who came to you and said, "Hey, Andy, hey, John, uh, you know, I know you know the song, but here's the story behind this. How do you bring this to life?" Yeah, man. Uh, the um, the song. I think you're right. Everybody remembers uh, where they were when they first heard that song. Yeah. I think it, you know, it stops you in your tracks, and it really just ignites something in your soul um, of hope and. Um, and then people remembered a time in their life that they desperately needed hope and needed that song uh, to where it was really something that, that, that helped them through. So everybody knows the song, but like you said, not many people know the story behind it. And I was definitely one of those. I didn't know the story. And uh, Bart Miller, uh, that wrote the song, was a kid from Texas, uh, went on to found the, the band Mercy Me, and, and it's gone on to be uh, a hugely successful Christian band. Um, uh, Bart came to a screening of one of our other films, and uh, afterwards, we got to talking, and he said, I don't know if you know this, but the movie studio has been developing my life story for the past five years. Really? Um, and I uh, would love for you guys to consider directing it. And I said, I don't know if you know this, but that movie studio sent us the script this morning. <laughs> and uh, it was just kind of meant to be. And nice. as we dug into the story and the father-son redemption story of this father that could not have been a worse father, <laughs> is an abusive, abusive man, uh, finds out that he has... Um, uh, terminal cancer when Bart's in high school and through that Bart said he watched God change his dad from being a monster to being a person that was was literally his best friend 
And he said, if the gospel can change that dude, the gospel can change anybody. And I love so, that line. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing story of hope and redemption. And, and, uh, and then at the, uh, um, at the funeral, somebody said to Bart, I can only imagine what your dad's seeing in heaven right now. And so that, Bart sat down and wrote a really personal song for his father. And that is the song that brought hope to millions and millions of people. Oh, I love it. Hey, if you just joined us, uh, we're talking about the film, I Can Only Imagine. It premieres very soon. We're so excited. Friday, March 16th, all across the country. Uh, Dennis Quaid uh, premieres this. He really sort of anchors this whole thing. What's that like? What's that relationship like, Andy? When you, you know, you're on set and there's you and your brother together co-directing. And I'm sure that's interesting as well, although it must be shorthand because your brother's and you've been connected forever. But what's that like to yeah. talk to people and say, we're thinking about this and here's an idea and can you try this? How does that even work? You know, when we, when we stepped into this film, uh, the role of Arthur, Bart's dad, uh, we needed somebody that played that rough uh, kind of character, but then had this really redeemable heart. Yeah. And, um, and so Dennis was one of our, you know, we only had five people that we felt like could play the role. And Dennis was in that top five. And the only reason why he wasn't our very first choice is he had always played such a clean cut guy. And this guy was really, really rough. And we just really needed to figure out, could he, did he have the, the, could he play a, a believably somebody that rough? Yeah. And we just had a hunch. And he fell in love with the script. We offered the role to him. And he showed up on set and he said, I love this character. I've never played transformation like this on film before. I'm always the nice guy that gets a little bit nicer. And he said, this guy, just, just to see the transformation of redemption is the stuff actors dream about. And he really just absolutely, there's a couple of scenes where my jaw was on the ground watching him uh, really bring this character to life. And I think it's, I think it's definitely a, one, of, one of my favorite performances of his career. It ranks right up there with the rookie and, and frequency. Uh, and so I'm, you know, I'm proud of it. And he's become a dear friend, uh, over the process. I, I was in New York, uh, promoting it with, uh, you know, with him and, and, and this past week and, and he, uh, got out in front of it and really helped us, um, be able to, to get the story out. And his band played at the Ryman opening for Bart on, uh, last night. And it just is a party we didn't want to end. We just really, really loved it. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, talk about that performance. That is rough. Holy smokes. That, and I think, you know, if you're a guy, you, you know guys, or you know you know of guys who know guys, it's, it's dark and ugly. And so, yeah, that's that line, if Christ can change that dude, he can change anyone. I'm into that. Holy smokes. So what, what's that like also? I mean, you know, to, to be a director and to go into a casting, I'm sure, you know, a conversation and talk about whether it's Dennis Quaid or Cloris Leachman, Trace Atkins, he does a fabulous job as well. Yeah. How, how does that even work? I mean, the landscape of obviously has changed so much. There's a much higher quality of Christian films, and I can only imagine right. sets a new bar here. So what's that like to enter into that conversation with people and saying, we're doing this and we're going to do it right? Yeah, you know, it's amazing as, you know, say filmmakers, uh, we're able to get to, uh, you know, actors that, you know, we wouldn't have been able to get anywhere near, uh, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, we, we don't have the, the money that a studio does to, to just throw money at the equation. Sure. They really have to be in the film because they're passionate about the story and because uh, we're in that independent filmmaker area. And just the caliber of actors we're able to get to has been just night and day different as the genre has really been legitimized by the people that have gone before us. And, uh, you know, so I'm excited. It's a good time to be a Christian in Hollywood. It's a good time that we finally have a seat back at the table where we can really have an impact with our stories. And, uh, and so I, I appreciate, you know, actors of, of Dennis's caliber, 
coming alongside us and, and lending us their their voice and their talents and uh, uh, and bringing the story to life. And so, you know, for, for this role that he played, you know, he starts out as a guy you hate, and by the end of the film, he's this childlike guy that yeah. just really uh, grabs your emotions and um, to see the power of gospel in action. So he really went for it and really did it in an amazing way. And the rest of the cast I'm proud of. Um, of course, Leachman won an Oscar before I was born. And <laughs> Trace I've done a couple of movies with. And uh, this kid that plays Bart, John Michael Finley, is oh, nice. of Fresh Air. It's his very first feature film, and he's going to have a bright future. Yeah, I mean, you can see it. Just that, that two sides of that son and that wanting to please and, you know, doing doing the right thing and showing up and being that guy and then reject it again and again and again, that heartbreak. I mean, he really carries that film and you're, and you're rooting for him. You're rooting for everything to to be okay. And it, I don't want to give away spoilers, yeah, but fabulous. No, it's, it's, it's really neat. I think it, you know, it really speaks. Uh, it's an entertaining film. It's a story of hope, but it really speaks, uh, especially to men. It's really cool to yeah. watch the restoration that, has even happened in the pre-screenings of uh, either men that have lost touch with their father because of a painful relationship and they're estranged or men that are at the end of their life and they're saying, I've, I've screwed up too much as a father. There's no hope, hope for me. And, uh, you know, Arthur, you could not, you know, uh, mess things up any more than he could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the, at the twilight hours of his life, he experienced a radical encounter with grace and it rocked his world, changed his relationship with his son and ultimately led to a song that, that has touched millions and millions of people. That's Andy Irwin. He's the co-director of the film, I Can Only Imagine, premieres next Friday. The entirety of that conversation can be heard online at johnandkathyshow.com. We'll take a quick break and come back. Stay with us, won't you, please? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. You can't change the whole world, but you can be part of the change in the world for a child living in poverty by becoming a Compassion International Child Sponsor. You can choose a child to sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. That's Compassion.com slash radio. Hey, thanks to all of you who weighed in on our app, uh, the 101.5 Word FM app. You know, we got a gr- lot of great stories about um, the song I Can Only Imagine. And so we appreciate the fact that it looks like this film is going to mean a lot to you as it does to us. Yeah. You know, oftentimes uh, Christian films especially get disparaged as second rate mm-hmm. or cheesy or, you know, uh, soft theology. It's not the case with this film. Um, you know, clearly, you know, we have nothing, you know, no skin in the game here, so to speak. We just saw the film. We loved the film and thought it was worthy of a deeper conversations with the star and with the director and, of course, the memories and the stories and all that co- that goes with that. So just would encourage you to do. check mm-hmm. it out when it comes out next Friday afternoon or next Friday during the day, the world premiere of the film I Can Only Imagine. Yeah, I was just on a couple of local cinema websites just checking out the graphics and they're all there and it says you know coming soon that's so. very cool so Cloris Leachman plays the grandma and Cloris Leachman I, I believe she's 90 94 I think I looked it up a few days ago 94 when you think of Cloris Leachman what do you think of well I don't remember I know who she is but I can't remember what I knew her from two things what Young Frankenstein okay which I never saw which is fabulously funny and the Mary Tyler Moore show oh 
She was Mary's friend. Right, of course. See, when I think of Mary Tyler Moore, I always think of Dick Van Dyke. Oh, okay. I forget. How about Rhoda? Yeah. I forgot about that era. Sure. Anyway. Okay. All right. Have a great night, everybody. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, same time tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.